It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. This is the Cork Today replay on C103. And we await today to see what is going to happen. A raft of new restrictions could come upon all of our daily lives. And we're expecting announcements later today as this country continues to battle against COVID-19. Outdoor activities are expected to be further curtailed. We're expecting limits are going to be applied to public transport. And there also is the speculation that some non-essential business will be forced to close and they are including in non-essential businesses the possibility that restaurants will close. Uh, two more people of course sadly came the news yesterday have died from coronavirus in Ireland. The additional cases for the 24-hour period went up by 219. They were the figures released by the Department of Health. That brings our total number of cases to 1,125 and so far and so desperately sad six people have died from coronavirus so far the government is hesitant to move into a full lockdown mode Um, but they do accept that we need to have more tougher measures we know the United Kingdom with the State of the Nation address by Prime Minister Boris Johnson. He told families in the UK, which of course includes Northern Ireland, to stay at home except for shopping for basic necessities and to perform one form of exercise a day, even though people are allowed to go to work. But it had to be essential services. But then listen, I was chatting with Simon and he said photographs coming in from the tube in London showed a packed tube which I can't really uh, understand. Sources say all the measures announced by Boris Johnson were already down to be assessed at a crunch meeting in this country at the National Public Health Emergency Team. Now they're meeting this morning they're going to look at everything, they're going to look at total lockdown as well. The country's top medics will then make recommendations to a special cabinet meeting which is also happening this morning. So today is is what everyone is saying is going to be a very significant day in this country and of course the existing closure of schools which is due to end on the 29th of March which is next Sunday that now everyone is expected is going to be extended until at least the Easter holidays it could even go further but I mean that announcement is due to be made as well today and the National Public Health Emergency Team as I say they're meeting this morning they will look at whether hotels non-grocery shops and other businesses whether they should remain open 
and also they're going to look at how we are enforcing social distancing rules and, and is there anything else we can do to further enforce the social distancing rules. The continued use of outdoor recreational areas such as public parks and playgrounds will also come under scrutiny. Certainly here in Cork County, uh, the playgrounds under the control of Cork County Council has closed I'd have to get it checked, but I know when Cork County Council decided to close their play parks, the city play parks were still open. I don't know if that's still the same because this is like things change on this. I'd, I'd say I, I can't even say on a daily basis. It almost seems to change on an hourly basis. But the National Public Health Emergency Team will look at what is happening in other EU countries. They'll study the data that is coming in from other countries. They'll take on the opinion of doctors, obviously, in this country before they make recommendations to the Cabinet. The process now, of course, has been complicated by the fact that Northern Ireland has now overtaken the Republic in terms of restrictions. It had been the other way around. So this, this obviously what's happening in Northern Ireland will impact on what happens down here in the Republic because the decisions it's always try, try, it's important that we try to align the whole island as much as possible. And Taoiseach Leo Varadkar met with other party leaders yesterday to discuss the ongoing crisis and left them with the impression that he's slow to rush into a total lockdown unless he is advised to do so. Sources at that meeting yesterday said they did not believe a lockdown is imminent and that discussions focused on clarifying public health advice and more accurately defining what is essential and non-essential businesses. And I think that's going to be the stumbling block. What do you deem essential and what do you deem non-essential? Because I can already see by text a listener saying, for God's sake, would they not shut the off-licences down as house parties are going on with adults and teenagers? They are big indoor gatherings. And that's from Dennis, who suggests all the off-licences should shut down or if they decide to close non-essential businesses is an off-licence a non-essential business. But Dennis, the one thing I will say, if people want to get their hands on alcohol and even if they decided to close all of the off-licences, drink is on sale in all of the supermarkets. People will get their hands on alcohol if they want to get their hands on alcohol. So I think closing off-licences certainly is not going to in any way stop stupid people who think it is okay to have a house party and who thinks it's okay to have all of their friends around. And you've got some people who are still thinking that this is kind of an extended holiday that people are on and it could not be further from the from the truth. John is making the point that lots of hotels are already closed, absolutely, but there are still many restaurants open and they're managing and they say that they're doing you know the social distancing they're keeping people apart but I suppose it'll depend on what the health professionals say is enough being done are we are our figures for positive cases of coronavirus are they coming down enough and we have to look to other countries to see what other countries have done we can learn from other countries who are ahead of us I mean certainly we're about two weeks behind Italy and Spain and we see what's happening there no, nobody wants nobody wants us to end up in a situation certainly like what's happening in Italy because the big worry and concern Italy have a fantastic health service. They're known around the world for having a fantastic health service and they have not been able to cope with what has come down the tracks to them with coronavirus. So if we were to continue doing nothing really and continue along the track 
of Italy, we simply would not be able to cope. So we need to do everything. So we need to look to the other countries and we need to learn. And I was just took a look through the papers today at how all the other countries are getting on and, and what's happening in all the other countries. One story that I have to say sickened me to the core is a story coming out from Spain and fears are now growing in Spain last night after a number of elderly dying from coronavirus after military units were sent into care homes to offer emergency aid they found an unspecified number of bodies these were bodies that hadn't been reported to anyone they just found these elderly people dead in care homes and according to Spain's defence ministry the military teams found that most of the staff in several privately run care homes nursing homes had stopped going to work after residents began to fall ill with COVID-19 and then they left these elderly people, these sick and the dying, they left them unattended. Now the Defence Minister is saying the full force of the law will be brought against those who didn't fulfil their obligation. 25 old people died at one resident in Madrid, mostly without being transferred to hospital, while dozens more pensioners have perished in other privately run centres that were just simply overwhelmed by the epidemic. Spain's government has used its emergency powers now to place private residents under the control of regional authorities and as is the case in other countries, it is the elderly who are bearing the brunt of the epidemic uh, in Spain. 67% of all deaths from the virus have been in patients over the age of uh, 80. But just shameful to think that workers left nursing homes leaving very elderly dying patients and just left them unattended. That is just beyond belief. And then you look at Madrid, which is sort of the epicentre for Spain. There's pictures now coming out uh, of Madrid and video evidence emerging of patients lying on the floor of a hospital in Madrid. Some of them are lying on towels, others are lying on their own coats and they're just waiting to be seen and whatever kind of treatment they can be uh, waiting for treatment. Uh, inside in the hospital it's just absolutely shocking and you can see from the video footage these are people that are really really unwell and then as we know in the United Kingdom Boris Johnson ordered the biggest lockdown of society in British history he's admitted that there were no easy options left in the battle against the coronavirus he banned all public gatherings of more than two people he closed down non-essential shops he's imposed what's been described as draconian restrictions on anyone leaving their own house after being warned it was the only way to save tens of millions of lives and they're doing everything that they can to try to protect the NHS and that is a health service that is absolutely uh, crumbling. And then in America, Donald Trump, he's threatening to lift the strict nationwide guidelines that they have in place. Their guidelines, similar to us on the social distancing, uh, he's threatening to lift them next week, despite the fact that America has a soaring number of cases. What's he concerned about? He's concerned that all of these restrictions are harmful on the US economy. And he said, and I quote, we cannot let the cure be worse than the problem 
itself. He said, we will make a decision as to which way we want to go when the 15 day initial time frame for the guidelines were up. And he, the, the guidance was that they were in place at the moment, urging people not to attend gatherings of more than 10 people and not to eat in bars and restaurants and, you know, recommended working from home and avoid discretionary travel and shopping trips, similar to what other countries have done. But of course, the knock on effect is the stock market in America has plunged and there's dire warnings now of, of unemployment in America and it's going to hit levels not seen since the Great Depression. So this, the great man that is Donald Trump has decided that he wants to protect the economy over his people. Just makes absolutely no sense to me at all. And this is at a time that the number of confirmed coronavirus cases in America has risen to more than 41,500 and that has included more than 570 deaths. Only Italy and China have a higher number of known figures than America and yet we have the man saying we need to protect the economy so we're going to we're going to relax the restrictions just beggar's belief. And then can we take a glimmer of hope from Italy? The number of people dying from coronavirus in Italy dropped again yesterday. That is fueling a little bit of hope that the country may have reached the peak of its devastating outbreak. The government announced a death toll of 602. Still a shocking figure, isn't it? In a 24-hour period. And that was the fall from 651 who died on Sunday. And of course, the record number in one 24-hour period was Saturday when 793 souls lost their lives in Italy. The new figure was the smallest one-day increase in the overall death toll since last Thursday. And that now is suggesting that mortality rates might be gradually tapering off. The total number of deaths now in Italy is 6,078. More than 63,000 people have been infected and that of course is making Italy by far the worst affected country in the entire world. But the decline in the daily tally will prove a glimmer of hope that the unprecedented national lockdown imposed two weeks ago is at last having an effect. Although scientists and politicians say it's still uh, too early uh, to be sure to say that. But it has taken two weeks of a very strict lockdown for them to see any sort of decline in their numbers. That's why we have to act and we have to act fast. And another little bit of a good news story coming out of America. A 95-year-old grandmother became the oldest person in Italy to recover from the coronavirus. A lady by the name of Alma Clara Corzini was admitted to hospital near Moderna in the north of Italy on the 5th of March and despite her advanced age 95 she managed to fight off COVID-19 without the help of any viral medication. She said I'm fine I'm absolutely fine. She was speaking with local media and she went on to praise the doctors and nurses who helped her to recover. How fantastic and I'm sure Alma will have a wonderful 96th birthday. That's a little bit, a little uh, glimmer of uh, hope. 1850 103. Some of your thoughts coming in. Good morning, Patricia. Hope you're well. I am. Thank you very much. If the country is put into lockdown, I'm a carer. Now, I don't live with the people that I provide care for. I go to them every day. What do I do in that case? Thanking you for the updates on COVID-19. Keep up the good work. Um, Okay. If we, if a lockdown happens, say a lockdown similar to what they've introduced in the United Kingdom, you would be fine. You would be able to go out to, you would be going to your place of work. That job that you do, caring for the people in their own home is an essential job. So absolutely, you would be able to go out every day, 
go do your job and you will be able to come home every day. And even if we get to the stage of the scenes that we're seeing initially of the police and the army stopping people to say, where are you going? What are you doing? You would be absolutely able to say I'm going to such and such a house the reason I'm going is I'm their full time care and I'm going to look after them so yeah you would have absolutely no problem at all like that as we say we don't know as of yet if we're going to go to full lockdown but if that does happen you will be fine people will also be able to go to the shops people will also be able to go to the post offices to, to the banks while we talk of a lockdown it doesn't mean that people will not, never be able to leave their houses during the lockdown we just will be limited in the amount of time in which we could leave in England you're allowed to go you know, shopping for essentials. I mean, you can't go off on a bit of a jolly to the shops because you want a new outfit for the house party on Saturday night, for example. That wouldn't be deemed uh, essential. And they've also actually included you're allowed to go out for a, a spot of exercise once a day as well. And of course, that would allow for people to get out and to walk uh, their dogs. Mary in Mallow has been on to us. She wants to know our confessions uh, still going on or not and we will make contact with the church to find out about confessions because we know we announced yesterday the weekday masses are gone churches are open they are remaining open if people want to go and pray but you know social distancing and all of that when you go into the church we'll find out about confessions for you Mary or if anybody already knows let us know Mary is in Mallow so she ideally wants confessions in Mallow please Ryanair uh, are announced from Ryanair they're expecting to ground most of their flights from the 24th of March which is today Uh, they do not expect to operate any flights during the month of April and May for anyone who's booked with uh, Ryanair Marymount Hospice have been on to say that they sincerely regret that they are now fully closed to visitors except for essential visits they are sincerely apologising for any inconvenience but obviously they have to protect what are very vulnerable patients and of course they need to protect their staff so that their staff can continue to do the fantastic work that they do at Marymount so no visitors please to uh, Marymount and Family Carers Ireland have been on they've received confirmation from Social Welfare that family carers who work up to 18 and a half hours a week outside the home and who are, are in receipt of carers allowance can apply for the COVID-19 pan, uh, pandemic unemployment payment and will receive it. That's if they lose their employment due to COVID-19. So that's a bit of good news for carers who receive a carer's allowance, but they also earn an extra bit of money by working outside the home up to 18 and a half hours. If you lose that job, the outside the home job, or you get temporarily laid off from that job, you will be able to claim the unemployment benefit. And we're going to try and get on to the council and see if we can get an answer on this. Uh, Mary says, just a thought, Will we have to pay our local property tax if we're out of work? I got a reminder last week about it. Uh, Will the council put anything in place for people to defer payment of their local property tax if they've been temporarily laid off due to COVID-19? Let's get on to the council and draw their attention to it. I haven't heard anybody speak about that, uh, Mary. So let's see if we can start the conversation and see if we can get some sort of a let up for people who have been temporarily laid off due to the pandemic. And Martin in Dunmanway says he went to Kildare yesterday. He was driving an eight-seater with his NCT and private tax. I don't know why I need that information. Anyway, he went through Formoy and he was charged €1.90 at the toll. And then he went to the next toll and he was charged €3.40. On the way back, he was charged €3.40 at the second toll. But when he came through Formoy, 
He was charged three euros forty coming back, even though it was one euro ninety on the way up. Now we are going to contact Direct Route uh, to find out why would there be two different charges, one on the way up and one on the way down. Makes absolutely no sense at all to me. It's some kind of an error. We'll see if we can find out what's going on there for Martin and Domanway. Hang on with us for that, Martin, please. Hutch's Hardware and Butterfront have been on. They are they're they're closed due to COVID nineteen, but they are offering a phone and collect service. You call them on 022-232-19 pay over the phone and then obviously you pull up and open the boot of your car and they'll come out and they'll put your order into the car there's a, there's a number of businesses successfully doing that uh, as well and hardware stores maybe I'm wrong but I've got the funniest feeling that hardware stores and paint shops and garden centres may start to do well out of COVID-19 if you have more and more people who are now finding themselves at home we can't leave our home except maybe to go to the garden maybe it's a good time to give the old house a bit of a spring clean is there a bit of paint work that needs doing repairs that need doing there's certainly a lot to be done in the garden so I think hardware stores might might be able to keep might weather the storm better than other businesses who are closing down and simply can't do anything at all so Hutch's Hardware in Butterfront they've got a phone and collect service and Pat in Mallow uh, this is an off licence I'm amazed that the off licence didn't close with the pubs it's totally possible it is totally po- impossible is it to close the supermarkets and let the supermarkets work away I've noticed more people buying drink than they would at uh, Christmas and actually I was chatting to somebody who works in an off licence and I was saying you know how, how are you doing and they said yeah really busy because people are not going out for a drink at the weekend there are more people drinking at home but can I just say before we all get very judgmental that's not to say that everyone is going into off licences and stocking up because they're having house parties there will be people at home and you know in the stressful times there's nothing wrong I've been at home at the weekend and maybe having a glass or two or wine or a can or two of beer I don't see anything wrong with that at all everyone is assuming that the off licence are jammers because everybody's having these big house parties that's anything I mean, I don't know anyone that I know that's been in an off-licence stocking up for a house party. I certainly know people who've been to the off-licence, but it's to have a little quiet drink at home with the family that they live with. And, you know, so I don't know if this big push to close the off-licence is now. Having said that, if they decide to go down the route of non-essential stores, would it be deemed a non-essential store? I don't know. Uh, only the government can decide that. 1850-333-103. And Mary in Mallow thinks that the whole country should be put into lockdown, especially bearing in mind the people that came back from uh, Cheltenham. And we've already had one case that's linked to people going over to Cheltenham. I'd be surprised if the if it if it is only one case because we know that when the Cheltenham race scores were over in Cheltenham certainly COVID-19 was in the community in the United Kingdom. Okay, going to take a break and we are back with the details of a helpline set up by the COVID Community Response Group. C103 brings you Farm Talk with John O'Connor Saturdays at 10am and Wednesdays at 10pm. What are farmers' spring crop options? Some people would have liked to try to get beans in early in particular or maybe the likes of spring wheat. Now, because the area wasn't sown in the autumn and, you know, the seed trade couldn't have predicted this, so seed will be scarce. Turn on Farm Talk with Dairy Gold Prime Elite Range, the complete feed for your calves this spring. Only on C103. 
the one thing we know for sure about this country is that there is always a great community response in times of need. So we will get through this coronavirus crisis and we'll do it by helping each other. Joining me from the COVID Community Response Group is Jules Nee Kruhor. Good morning to you, Jules. Good morning. Uh, and you, you're welcome to the programme. Now, we'll give out your helpline in a moment, but just tell me a little bit about the group and how it all came together. We were just individuals, uh, much like our volunteers now coming in to help out. Um, we were individuals. We had um, a number of initiatives started and we all went out, instead of looking to just do our own project, we all went out looking for others to collaborate with. And, oh, hang on, we started a fundraiser, for example, and we looked for people who were starting um, a helpline and, and gathering volunteers and looking to see if we could help them out. And then they said, well, actually, we're working with this crowd. So and we're all coming together to form one response. And that became COVID community response. And I take it there isn't a part of the country where volunteers are not waiting and ready to help. No, they're all jumping in. In fact, we built up a database of volunteers first um, before we kind of started to put out the helpline and had requests coming in because obviously we wanted to be able to help people immediately as soon as we started getting those. People have come in from all over. Before it was even widely publicised, it was, it was spreading around and people were signing up straight away. We have people even in, who are in self-isolation who are saying, let me help out. Can I do something from home? Ah. And, and, who, so, and, who, and who are the, who are the volunteers? Everybody, they're you, they're me. It's it's everyday people who are just coming out who want to help their fellow community in any way that they can, whether they can spread the message online, offline, pop up a little poster with the number in their local shop, whether they can bring groceries to a neighbour or, or, or pick up a prescription or just have a chat with somebody who maybe doesn't have anybody to check in on them. Goodness me, goodness me. And these, and for some of the people, Jules, there will be people who I'm always very slow to say lost their jobs, temporarily laid off and suddenly find themselves with a lot of time on their hands. Yeah, and we have a mixture of people on our team. Some are working from home still. Uh, some people have lost their jobs. Uh, some are maybe students who, who aren't, um, whose education has come to a bit of a pause for now. Yeah. Um, and we've had mixed people and I think it's, it's incredible I mean for people I've been self-employed myself for many years and it's it's, it's as stressful as it is I think no, just making sure that you know where the next paycheck is coming from and to lose your job like that not know when it's coming back it would be very easy just to fall down and say do you know what I give up but people aren't they're rising up and thinking well there's other people who need something and I can do that right now I can do that and I just think it's incredible. I think they're an absolute credit to our community. It's wonderful how people are coming together. We're a resilient nation. We are. We, we, we really are. And people can still volunteer? They can absolutely keep volunteering, keep signing up. You can sign up at covidcommunityresponse.ie and you can find the numbers for the helplines there just in case because it can be difficult to remember them when you hear yeah. them out the once. Yeah. But covidcommunityresponse.ie, all the information is there. Or if you just want to get in touch and, and um, ask a couple of questions before you sign up, you can get uh, information there. We're also working with organisations. So if any organisation needs more volunteers or has a bunch of volunteers who are saying, well, we want to, there's not enough to do right now. We want to do more. We'd like to help out. Um, we'd absolutely love to chat to them as well. So talk me through what happens when somebody calls the helpline uh, requesting help. So people can call or they can text. We have a text number and we have a, we have a call number. Okay. And um, when they get in touch, um, they will get through to a volunteer 
on the helpline who will assist them. A lot of the calls coming in really are looking for information. Obviously, anything we don't we don't give medical advice. We we, we can't and we don't. It's at, we give guidelines as per the HSE and we, we keep abreast of those where the latest information and we give out where that is. A lot of people are coming kind of for reassurance. There, a lot of people are just anxious at this time. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people are just looking for reassurance, and I think people are kind of afraid to call their GPs, uh, and, and and it's not because of their GPs are, are kind of being standoffish or don't call, we're too busy. They're they're thinking, oh well, my symptoms aren't enough. Maybe I shouldn't call, and and they need peace of mind. And you you're saying, well, call your GP. Maybe you know, a one minute phone call might be just enough to give you peace of mind. And just to reach out and make sure they get the medical advice that they need. So a lot of it is that. So people will ask their questions and we'll do our best to put them in touch with the relevant organisation to find the relevant number for them. Sometimes people have difficulty finding that. For example, HSC Live, if they need those, we'll give out their number um, so that they know um, how, to, how to get in touch with them if they have a question for, for them. Um, and, and then, then the pra- that, if somebody needs practical help. Yeah. After that, if they need that, what we'll do is link up. And, and the reason we're doing it the way we're doing it, we don't want to have a system where it's kind of peer-to-peer and people are leaving their details up online. Okay. Um, we just like to be able to go through with them. So we look then in that area. So if you come in and you say, well, I need some groceries picking up or I need a prescription, um, then we'll, we'll link up with a volunteer who's already in that area. Brilliant, brilliant. And, and, then- and especially for, I think, for more vulnerable people there, we're, we're we're taking extra measures there, and so we're 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 linking up the likes of likes of alone in age action and making sure that we get through to them and maybe well, volunteers are already registered and maybe experienced there that uh, we'll send them out there. So we're li- that's that those are ways in which we're linking up with other, other organisations. It's not a standalone thing. It really is a big community effort with individuals and organisations. And for elderly people who are deciding to self isolate, who literally are locking themselves away and they're doing the right thing, they're cocooning themselves they're protecting themselves like a volunteer can drop the groceries at the door ring the doorbell you don't even have to meet up with the person that's it if you don't that's want it. to if you're because some people are that no nervous risks. Uh, yeah exactly there, there won't be any risks incurred there we may, or all of our volunteers will be given guidelines in how to stay safe themselves and keep other people safe too Okay, and the one thing we have to get across, Jules, because when all of this started, whenever it all started, it seems like every day is merged into the next day. I don't know how long we're actually been talking about COVID-19 at this stage. But I remember back in the very early stages of it, talking with a woman who was afraid to go out of her home. She needed to get groceries. She didn't have any family living near her. And I had said, would you ask one of the neighbours? I'm sure they'd help you out. And she says, I don't like to ask. We have to get that through to people that there are so many volunteers out here who just want to help. You're not inconveniencing yeah. anyone by saying, I need a bit of help here. We, actually, we have more volunteers than, than help than yeah, need. Isn't that great? So far. So do reach out wherever you are. People are coming. Actually, I should give a special mention to Body Active in Skibbereen. They've been incredible. So we've been running a fundraiser which goes exclusively towards direct costs. We have no admin fees. We've actually, our, our, our technical setup, we've actually donated ourselves. Brilliant. Um, or we've had the likes of Zendesk who've given us our customer support solution they've, and, and given us their time as well in setting it up. So they've been amazing. But Body Active in Skibbereen have actually started a fundraiser. You can do your exercises. Great. Some, a lot of us need exercises we can do at home at this time and, and donate as well. It's on iFundraise. So just a special mention to them. Well done. That's, how, you know, that's something that they do and they've decided to give back in that way and keep the Skibbereen and uh, getting that active at the same time. 
Okay, and I, I know it's an 021 number is your call number and an 0886 is. is a text number. Is it a nationwide service though? It's a nationwide it? service. Yeah. It's a national well, support helpline. Yeah, we, you usually have to pick a number within um, within the country with, with a, a, a dial code. It happened to be a Cork one this time. Okay, great. Great. It was terrific uh, to see there was a Cork today, one. But it is a national health Is line. it? Okay. All right. It okay. Is. And we will call it out. It's 021 237 7809. 237 7809. And there's also a text 086-180. 0256 086 and we'll put it up on our Facebook page and we'll have it here on file as well uh, if anybody wants to ring us and we, we can pass it on. Listen Jules it's fantastic and we wish you the best of luck with it. It's a great initiative well done for the team who decided to coordinate all the help together because it's just what we need. It is just what we need at this time and hopefully you won't have to be going for very long. Hopefully. That That's would be it. the idea. We have enough volunteers anyway in the meantime so do call in anybody who has any need big or small even if you just want to chat with somebody if you're isolated there if you're self-isolating and don't have anybody you can't get out to your normal social activities just give a call in. Okay, well done Jules. We'll talk again no doubt. Thanks Thank for that. Thanks for joining us. Bye bye. That is uh, Jules Nikruhor of the COVID Community Response Group and they're coordinating all the volunteers all over the country. Fantastic. 1850-333-103 Our lines are open. Simon Coveney, Tónishta and Minister for Foreign Affairs. People need to be careful with where they're getting their information from and they need to listen to radio stations like yours to ensure that they're getting accurate information because the government are making, you know, enormous decisions that impact on people's lives in a major way. C103 is committed to bringing you the facts about COVID-19. We'll update you with the latest advice and measures from official sources. We live in challenging times. Look out for each other and stay safe. Be responsible. Follow COVID-19 guidelines and stay with us for essential Cork news and information. We're online, on your phone, smart speaker and radio. C103. With schools now officially closed due to COVID-19, many people are continuing to do their schoolwork over the internet. But with many parents now also working from home, a problem has arisen whereby some households don't have enough devices to go around. Clonakilty GAA Club are now hoping to address this problem by putting a call out for laptops. Chairman McCarthy is chairperson of Clonakilty GAA Club and Jer joins me. Good morning to you, Jer. Good morning to you, uh, and, uh, I'm, I'm very well. It's mainly pupils. Is it in secondary school who are affected by this? It is, Patricia, yeah. I suppose in, in conversation with my own family during the, the weekend, my, my family are now grown in the workplace, but we were looking to identify where are the gaps, you know, created by the, the, the present crisis. And one of the things that came up in conversation was that while the schoolwork now was being, you know, using Office 365 or Google Classrooms or whatever system they use, it's, you know, being divvied out to the kids and they're being supported online. But unfortunately, a lot of those kids don't actually have sufficient access to laptops um, or devices on which to work. And basically, because parents and the ones are working from home and the devices have to be shared between both parents and, and uh, students. And I suppose this is a particular problem for children in in exam years, you know, a very short timeline between now and exams, and they need all the time they can get. So... So I suppose on, on last Friday we put out a call to 
companies, uh, particularly in the West Cork area, who might have done a hardware upgrade recently and okay. may have spare laptops or devices that we could borrow and, and distribute to those kids. But unfortunately, it didn't work out so well. It's, it, a lot of the companies came back to us and, and uh, they said that they are now endeavouring to get their own employees working from home. So they need all the devices and more. Of course. So, they they don't actually have the devices where they'd love to help, and they they were very you know, and they were very fast to come back and and say this is a great idea. In normal circumstances, we could help you, but unfortunately, the way the world has gone, they need all their own devices at the moment. So I suppose we're turning that that appeal now to parents, to people that might have an old laptop that still works or whatever you know, that you can spare for the next Yeah, because ma- many people over the years would have updated a laptop and the old one is put away somewhere, maybe popped into the attic, still working, it'll do the job for what for what you wanted for now. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And that's that's the gap that we're trying to fill. And we, we put it up on Facebook here now, I suppose, it's kind of a chicken and egg situation. Do you go and source the laptops first and then look to the parents or do you see what the demand, the actual number of parents are there but we put it up on Facebook last week and there was a huge response to it and there was What's a lot that? of calls from parents that say if you had one we'd get you mm-hmm. know we'd love to we'd love to uh, to borrow it from you yeah because now, because, because you forget that so many households now are scrambling to use the same laptop or the same PC absolutely absolutely and there therein lies the problem so we've had a few parents that come back and say look I have in fact, last night, one man gave me a brand new tablet, brand new iPad, never used out of the box. Wow. Yeah, which is fantastic. And um, so we've had a few few parents come back and say, look, I'm actually not using it, or I'm not using it much, or look, maybe they need it more than what I do. Oh, people are great. And, people are yeah. just, people are great. And and obviously, you're in Clonakilty, you're, you're doing it for the schools in Clonakilty. Well, we, yeah, we are doing it for the schools in San Guilty, but I suppose we, we'd be hoping that maybe other clubs would yeah. follow our lead in yeah. their own area. Exactly, you know? exactly, because there's and got to be households all over the county with this very same issue, because it doesn't normally normally happen that any, everybody ends up indoors at the same time and everybody needs to be either on a PC or a laptop. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. And some of the parents that I spoke to over the last few days said, look, it's half six, seven o'clock in the evening before my laptop is freed up and my kids can actually start doing some, some work on it. Yeah, OK. You know, it's, it's a great so, initiative. It's it's a great initiative. And people can contact you through your the Clonakilty GAA Facebook page. They they can contact through the GAA Facebook page or if they go onto the website, my number is up there, my email and, and number is up there and num- on a number of communications that I've issued under, under the news section in the Clonakilty GAA Club. Uh, website. Okay. So I have no issue about giving out my number. You're very good. You're very good. So yeah. anyone that ha- and you're saying alone, you'll give them back when the crisis is over. We give them back when the crisis it's is over. over. Well done. You know. Okay. So if anybody it, has yeah. spare laptop, iPad, yeah, iPad, any tablet, t- any kind laptop, of a tablet, yeah, yeah any kind of a yeah. tablet uh, would yeah. do. And you know, I know you've tried the businesses, but there might be other businesses who just might have some lying around. But as you say, I know even here at the radio station, every single laptop has been sent out to somebody's home because there's so many people working from yeah. home, and, yeah. and that's replicated I, all over the place. And sure, listen, how is how is Sonic Club? How are you getting on with the COVID nineteen crisis? How are you coping with it all? 
Um, we're 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 doing okay. We're doing okay, I suppose. You know, we were probably a step a step ahead. We met on the Monday prior to the, the government sanctions being introduced, and we introduced some of our own sanctions on the Monday. So we were proactive in relation to some of the things that that we would be doing in the club, and you know, sharing space and sharing water bottles and even kind wind trading and matches were on. So we had people, I suppose, conditioned well before the government uh, directives came out, we'd say, in relation to school closures and those. But I suppose where we are pointing gaps is that we've put out messages out there to, to some of the more older, vulnerable people, and very like your last speaker in relation to medication and groceries and essential works maybe to be done in their home. But it's hard to get through to those people because they're not on social media. Yeah. So it's spreading that word, you know, to people. We had hoped to do a flyer, to do an unpost uh, flyer drop to, to houses around the area, just giving contact numbers and, and who you can contact and, you know. But unfortunately, unpost has suspended that at the moment. So oh, that, what a pity. What, yeah, a, what, so. what a pity. Yeah, because, but, I, and, I, and I know, Ger, we've been asking particularly the older people who listen to the radio station to use us um, if they need something in their area and many of them have and then we put them you know we find out where they're living and we put them in contact with somebody locally and certainly that volunteer group uh, we spoke with the COVID community response that's what we need but we need people to check in on older people in their area don't we particularly in rural areas yeah we we absolutely do yeah Yeah. Yeah. but look I think it's it's the upside of this is I think it's pulling people together as well yeah, that wonderful community spirit. That's what will yeah. get us through. Listen, look after yourselves in, in Connick Inter GA Club thanks. and thanks for joining us. Uh, good morning to you. Thank bye you. bye. Another, you know, great initiative, great idea to help other people out. If anybody has any laptops, any kind of tablets, not using them at the moment, only on loan, just to give to school children who need to do some work during the day, can't access the home one because man, da working from home and they're using the all the computers and the laptops. If you can help out, please do. We are going to head to the newsroom at 11 o'clock. In the next hour, actually, we're going to be putting a call through live to uh, Australia to see how a North Cork gentleman who went to Australia in the hopes of walking his daughter down the aisle and unfortunately due to COVID-19 that wedding has to be postponed we'll catch up with the wonderful Kevin Quaid who has joined us many times on the programme before from Kenturk we'll catch up with Kevin who's in Australia in the next hour You're listening to Cork Today on replay phone and text lines are currently closed some of your calls and texts coming in. Firstly, on the listener who was worried about the local property tax. Remember that text that we hit in earlier this morning? Somebody was saying, just got a reminder that the property tax is due to be paid. And this was wondering, what about those of us who have been temporarily laid off from jobs? Um, will we still, it was Mary, will we still have to pay our local property uh, tax? And I was saying we would get on to the council about it. Well, uh, Tim, quick as you like, was in to say the property tax is a revenue matter, not the local authority. Uh, Tim, I bow to your superior knowledge it is of course uh, and Revenue have given an extension and we have got the date they've given an extension it's been deferred until the 21st of May okay it's been that's so that's anyone worried about paying your local property tax don't panic it's due to be paid in March 21st of May now is the new date uh, which uh, will be of benefit uh, hopefully to some people and if this crisis continues no doubt they'll push that date out uh, even further. Tim says Regina Doherty should extend the fuel allowance also which is finishing this week as vulnerable people have extra expenses at this time. Tim also feels that Regina has done great work in this emergency as she deserves a state nomination from the incoming Taoiseach and Thánaiste because let us not forget that Regina Doherty lost her seat at the last election 
And she is playing a blinder, I have to say that. And when this is all finished and a new government is formed, her job is gone. And uh, yeah, will she get... Uh, will she get a state nomination? Only time will tell, uh, Tim. Thank you for your text to 0862103103. And somebody was on to say, just to say, Patricia, that McCroom Bank of Ireland is opened today. You said yesterday that it was closing. I did because it was on the list. Remember yesterday we were mentioning Bank of Ireland temporary, uh, temporarily closing 101 of its branches as and from tomorrow because of coronavirus. And, Ma- and McCroom is on the list. Now, John Paul is checking back with Bank of Ireland because he said yesterday afternoon it looked like there was a different list of branches that were to close and he said it was different to the list we'd been given in the morning which was the list that I read out to you yesterday so we're going to get clarification on that but thank you for the listeners who pointed that out that McCroom Bank of Ireland is open today and a couple of people have been on about home helps and this is an issue that keeps coming up on the programme since COVID since we got into this COVID-19 crisis and this is to do with home helps not having the personal protection equipment. Let me read a couple of texts that came in almost back to back just before 11. Hi Patricia, I know that Home Helps was brought up on your programme the other day. I'm looking after my elderly father who does have a Home Help who calls in to him. I've been told that if we were to cancel the Home Help for a few weeks, you know, while trying to cocoon her father, that to get him back, we will be put back on a waiting list. I think in the current circumstances, the people availing of Home Helps are being put between a rock and a hard place. Obviously, it would be a very last resort to cancel the Home Help, but they cannot practice social distancing and are not being given more much protective equipment. Most specifically, they're not being given face masks. Is there anyone that you could get onto in the HSC to clarify or possibly rectify this issue? As a carer, I'm concerned to be put into such a position. And an obvious one, an obvious answer would be to say, go out yourself and get face masks so that you could ask the home health to wear the face masks when she comes in. But of course, those face masks are almost impossible to purchase and as you could make one yourself at home and ask her to use that every time she comes in and then just you know wash it when she goes and have a fresh one ready for her the, the next time she calls anyway we will get on to the HSC but also then we did other text in say good morning Patricia uh, uh, please don't read out my name as I'm well known in the area I live in the Mizzen area Patricia and it's come to my attention over the last few weeks that the wonderful home helps in the area are visiting their clients on a daily basis without basic infection control measures they do not have any disposable plastic aprons. They have gloves but they've been advised that the gloves are in short supply and to spare them. I'm absolutely horrified to see this. Home helps going into shops, homes of their clients and the most vulnerable and the elderly wearing the same uniforms. This is totally unacceptable as they then have to mingle with their own families and mingle with the wider environment. The Home Help Coordinator and Management Team should be contacted about this and something should be done. It's extremely urgent. Thanking you Patricia. From a very alarmed vulnerable person so we'll combine those queries and get an email off to the HSC. I know we emailed them last week and they came back and said that the home helps were had been trained in how to wash their hands properly and were told to make sure that they were doing the proper hand uh, sanitation. But I'm really taken aback to hear that the gloves, they've been told to go sparingly on the gloves, but the masks, I can't see them being all issued with masks. They, they should be. But at the moment, there seems to be a shortage on masks. And this is not just in this country, this is worldwide. And I know we've, the government here, have put in a huge order to China for more of the masks and for for more of the personal protection equipment. 
but every single country in the world is scrambling to get their hands on the PPEs uh, as they're called and they're the masks and the gloves and the aprons and of course in the hospital settings they have like the sort of the goggles like a visor almost the people working in the front line have to have those as well and they've just gone completely into short supply which is which is incredible but we absolutely will send another email off because people are concerned about their uh, their home helps Uh, someone else says I think that the nurses and the doctors and the health workers all involved with this COVID-19 should be getting danger money on top of their uh, salaries yeah my goodness the work they're doing is incredible someone else says don't be fooled by the drop of deaths in Italy the virus will get rid of the weakest first and the virus will remain worldwide until a cure is find is found and that's why it's important that we flatten the curve that all the health experts keep talking about we need to buy ourselves as much time as possible so that the scientists who are and the doctors who are working on a cure and who are working on a vaccine if we can keep stopping the spread of it so that to give them the time to come up with a cure and to come up with the vaccine that's where that's where we all have to play our part and that's where the social distancing comes in and looking after ourselves and looking after uh, our loved ones. Hi Patricia, this is Martin in Fomoy. I was tra- travelling through Donnerail on Saturday and I was sickened by the amount of what I can only describe as stupid, stupid people out with their children in Donnerail Park. The cars were backed up outside of the gates. When will these so-called people in power ban all these places? At least just lock us all down for a few weeks. Wake up, people. So says Martin in Formoy. We'll see what happens with that meeting that's underway by the government and what extra and more severe restrictions will be put in place. Will it include the closure of places like Donnerell Park? We'll have to wait and see. Madge wants to know what's happening to our homeless people living in hotels. Are they, are they being fed? What about their laundry? I know all of the homeless charities and services are working flat out uh, to help people because that homeless situation has not disappeared. John and Clonakilty says, Patricia, lock down all of our airports and beaches if necessary. I think we're doing a good job on the social distancing, but we need to keep it up. There is light at the end of the tunnel. There's great weather out there at the moment, but great weather to be in your garden, not out of the beach. This is like a war, but it's a silent war, says John in Clonakilty. And you're right, I've, I've done that same thing. I've likened it. This is for our generation, who thankfully have never had to live through a world war like like previous generations uh, did. This is our, our war. We're, we're fighting a war and the war just happens to be the corona uh, virus. Uh, morning Patricia. I'm following isolation with my children. I only go to the shops when absolutely necessary just for the essential items. I wear gloves which I dispose of after shopping. I've made homemade sanitizers. I've got sterile wipes etc. to mind my husband who is at high risk. However, he still has to go to work every day. He's working in construction on a construction site who have left the contractors and the non-essential staff go. There's only about seven or eight staff left on the site. They all eat in their vans, they stay away from each other and they are exercising strict social distancing. I feel if they're going to do this effort they should not be closed. They're doing everything that is responsible to look after themselves and actually on the news at 11 o'clock I did hear that the trade union is calling for all construction sites to close immediately. This is Unite. Unite says social distancing isn't possible 
on a construction site during the COVID-19 emergency. They claim 150,000 construction workers are in danger of getting the virus and then passing it on to their uh, families. So there's there's the union saying shut it down, shut down all the construction sites. And here's a listener who's being really careful about protecting herself and her family and her husband is on a construction site and it seems to be a very responsible construction site because they do seem to be doing everything right. We'll wait and see does anything change with the government's announcement uh, later on uh, today. 1850 Heidi says Morning Patricia I heard you yesterday say about over 70s not needing a medical form to renew their driving licence well my driving licence is due I looked to book a slot none available in Cork yesterday and as I live near Skibberini would be my preferred centre I can't renew it online because unfortunately I don't have a PSC card so just to let people know if they are booking the I know we were told because there's no walking appointments anymore and I know we were told that the driving licence by the NDLS the centres that you you have to book an appointment and what they're asking people to do is to, is to only book an appointment if your licence is due in the next two to three weeks because they're getting swamped at the moment so I would suggest to keep trying and you will eventually get uh, through and something not at all relate, related to COVID-19 but one certainly worth a mention thank you to Michael in Castletown Bear for this because today is actually the anniversary of it. Uh, Michael says, let us take a step back today to one of our darkest days that hit our country and it was on this day back in 1968 and please all of us remember in our prayers the Aer Lingus flight from Cork which crashed into the sea near Tusker Rock off the coast of Wexford killing all 61 people on board 57 passengers and 4 members of crew. The last message from the pilot of the Aer Lingus uh, aircraft on this day was 1,000 feet and spinning rapidly. Only 14 bodies were recovered. And of course it had been suggested at the time that it was a British fighter plane had shot it down. May they all rest in peace says Michael in Castletown Bear. So let us just spend a moment today and let's remember all of the 61 passengers and crew who died on that flight en route from Cork to London and it was on this day back in 1968. May they rest in peace. C103 Jobs Wanted Arctic driver with a full clean licence is for bulk milk collection and that's in the North Cork area. Experienced roofers and cladders are wanted for immediate start that's in the West Cork area. While Country Clean Recycling they're looking for staff to work as part of their wheelie bin collection. And Bandon-based precision engineering company, they're looking for CNC machinists. You need to have a minimum of three years' experience. You'll find all the details for more job opportunities by going online now. Just go to c103.ie forward slash jobs for more. This is C103. And we're going to the phone lines now where we are going to Australia. I'm told there's a very slight delay on the line because I want to speak to Canturk resident Kevin Quaid, who we know has appeared on this programme. We first spoke to Kevin when he published what is now a critically acclaimed book documenting his struggle with Louis body dementia. He had been diagnosed with Lewy body dementia at the age of 53 having previously been diagnosed with Parkinson's disease two years previously. He's currently in Australia. He travelled over because his daughter Noreen was due to get married. Now Kevin joins me. Uh, good morning or good evening or good night to you Kevin. 
Hi Patricia, how are you? It's I suppose morning, evening and night depending on where you're listening from. <laughs> it's morning here and it is night time where is, you are yeah, in Australia. Now firstly, yeah, firstly you travelled over and I followed you online on Twitter and you seem to have had a lovely journey over and everything was terrific. You arrived in Australia to the disappointing news that Noreen's wedding has been postponed. The wedding has to be postponed. Um, it's provisionally for September now, but God only knows what's going to happen between this and then. And um, look, thank God we did postpone it because there was a wedding down in Wollongong, which was an hour south of Sydney last week. And there was about 100 guests in it, and 31 of them have test- tested positive for the virus. So I pity, I pity everyone. I mean, just listen to your show there. Um, it's disappointing not to have the wedding, but my good God, compared to what's going on in the world, it's tough going into it. Yeah, it is indeed. How is Australia coping with COVID-19? Aust- Australia, um, you're saying that Ireland is about two weeks behind Italy. I think we're about another two weeks behind here. There's about 2,000 cases here. We had another 149 in New South Wales last night, which brought it up to about 820. Uh, Queensland, South Australia, Western Australia, Tasmania, they've all completely closed their borders except for um, freight and essential travel. Uh, The Shadow Minister, um, his name is Ryan Park, he has said there's actually a a tsunami coming, that there's not going to be enough ventilators here, there's not going to be enough PPE here. And you see, the thing about it is that... um, they do have a great health service here, but it's just, you take Sydney alone, there's over 6 million people here. You know, they're yeah. just living, they live in the, the massive cities now. Um, Scott Morrison, the Prime Minister, was on while ago, and schools are closing. Kids cannot go to the park to play. Even things like family calling around for dinner is a no-no. At the moment, um, supermarkets, bottle shops, Retail shops, bot, no, bot, bot, bottle shops are off licenses for people. Well, off licenses, yeah. <laughs> they call them I'm, in the Australia, I'm in the Australian mode <laughs> at the moment. <laughs> so, are, so are the bottle shops closing or opening? No, they're, they're still open. Post what? office, banks, doctors, petrol stations, mechanics, hair and beauty salons, believe it or not, office buildings. And a good thing, I suppose, for the Irish is the construction sites are still open. Now, there's about 770,000 out of work at the moment. They're expecting that to go to a million by the within the next couple of weeks. Do they look after the people that are out of work? They look after, I suppose, like any good country, they look after their own first. And uh, what they call the Centrelink offices here are like the social welfare officers, offices at home. They're seeing crowds like they've never seen before. Now, they're after taking on an extra 5,000 staff. Wow. And uh, people that would qualify would be getting roughly around $1,100 every two weeks. But as I was looking into it this morning, um, temporary residents and those who are sponsored, the story is different. It can be slightly different for them. There is crisis payments, but... I was very worried about, you know, people that would have come out, we'll say, within the last six to 12 months. What are they going to do? I mean, if you're a permanent resident or a citizen, then you have rights. 
But if you're not a permanent resident, if you're only here on what they call the backpacker's visa, then where do you go? So as it happened this evening, I found out that um, they're they're still looking for students or backpackers to go and do the regional work. Okay. Now, the regional regional work is um, 88 days or three months. And like, right, you work long hours, you work hard. The good thing is you're out in the bush, you're away from everyone, you're on a farm. Um, a lot of places won't pay you until you're finished so you can get a few pounds together you have a place to stay you know and if you can't do that they're talking about a coronavirus payment of about $550 every two weeks to backpack and you probably would be better off getting out of the cities Kevin, and you, getting into the countryside, go on to those farms, do your fruit picking. The, that's the general work that they ask people to do, you know, and ride out the COVID-19. Exactly. That's, exactly. yeah, that's, that, at least that's something, because there will be a lot of parents worried about their sons and daughters over in Australia. And only yesterday we had a mum on from Clannacilty whose, whose daughter now is, is a doctor and she answered the call to come back and work in a hospital in Ireland her daughter can't get a flight home, Kevin. That you appears cannot, to be a problem. You can, like if we could get a flight out of here, we would have gone out. There is no flights out of Australia, and another thing, and I think it's very, very wrong. You can go on websites, and there's different sites where they'll book your flights. Mm-hmm. No problem. You go on, you can book your flights, and then all of a sudden, you find out the flights are cancelled. You won't get a refund. And all you have is a voucher. And that's not good enough. So I can tell you for a fact, there is no way out of Australia at the moment. It is impossible unless you're willing to pay a couple of airlines between 20 and $30,000 for business class. And at that, you're only guaranteed maybe to get as far as London. Now, to get to London, you may not even get to Ireland. Yeah. So look for the mums and dads that are there that are worried. I mean, kids that are here that want to do their two years, go and do your regional work, get out into the bush. Anyone that I've known down through the years and from living in Australia, everyone loves it. You know, you get gigs, you're away from the crowds, you're able to spare a few pounds. I mean, there was two girls in Perth Airport the other night they went to get their flights and flights are cancelled and you know kids panic and parents panic at home but go on to the Australian website go on to where it says regional work and look them things up the visa they're looking for is a 417 visa okay okay and like just just be doubly sure that the guys uh, that the uh, People you're going working for are legitimate. That's all, ab- that's all that's above board. Work, and how tax file numbers? What what is that. what is day to day life for you, uh, Kevin? Day to day life for me is I, I'm very lucky. We're, we're actually very lucky because we're staying with my son Pat and his partner Siobhan, and we're an hour north of Sydney on the Hawkesbury River. We literally are on the river. Okay. Um, I, I'm looking out in the morning, so there's very, 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 very few people here. So I get up in the morning, and if I know I'm going to be on the Patricia Messenger <laughs> show, I spend, the, I spend the day trying to get my facts right. Um, I'm doing a bit of writing, you know, for the Vale Star and Mallow Star and that, and trying to finish my book. And um, 
just keep active and I'll tell you but are you, you staying know, indoors are you are you, are oh, you good God I'm not, not yesterday was my first day going out in a week and it was because it was very quiet and I just went for went for a short walk but I'm not going on any train I'm not going near anyone it's too dangerous yeah yeah absolutely and, absolutely. and like if 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 we all do our own little bit and just, you know, stay indoors, do what we're asked, we'll get through it. But if we won't, we won't. And are I you mean, keeping up with what's going on here at home? Were you aware, for example, so. what, what you were last Sunday, the amount of people out and about and that all the parks and beaches were full? I mean, I thought what they did here in Bondi Beach was ridiculous. But when I heard they were doing it in Ballybunin, <laughs> Lahinch, Lisganer, yeah. And Benny Beach, I just said, for God's sake, please. You know, and I mean, the thing about it is that the kids are pretty much okay. Young, healthy people are pretty much, not totally, but pretty much okay. But it's the vulnerable people, their parents, their grandparents, their uncles, their aunts. You know, when they sit back and think about it, if they give them the virus and they die as a result of it, they're going to have to live with it. Yeah. And you'd you know, ne- you'd and never I mean, forgive yourself for that. You'd never you, forgive you, yourself. This is it, like, you will never forgive yourself for it. And one thing you were saying earlier on, they'll talk about clothes and the off-license. I mean, it's lovely there to sit down. We'd sit down there at night with Pat and Siobhan, Helena, myself, and have a glass of wine or a bottle of beer and, you know, just have a chat. And um, it's nice. Hmm. There's nothing, and, there's nothing, and there's nothing wrong with doing that. There's absolutely there's nothing wrong with doing that. You know, do you know what people are doing as well? And I find it very much so for myself. Is you get an overload of the coronavirus. Just get enough information on what you need to know, what you need to do, and then get away from it. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Put on a comedy. Read, a, read a book. Keep away from social media because it can drive you absolutely oh, mad. And how yeah, is I how do. is your lovely wife Helena coping? How is she is she enjoying her holiday? My lovely wife, Elena, isn't she? So, look, she's married to me. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> she's enjoying her holiday. Uh, look, she, it's, it's not a holiday. It's in any sense, the world, it's not a holiday. Is it not? We would, love to be, we would love to be back home, but it is what it is. We've just got to make the best of it. And look, we will get through it. We will get through it. Just if everyone does the right thing, we will get through it. And, Okay. We'll be sitting in your studio again someday with um, the help of God. And we, uh, we will to talk about your new book. We really appreciate you taking our call, uh, Kevin. Pass on our best wishes to Helena and to the rest of your family. Stay safe and uh, we'll see you all again soon. And the same to you and hi to everyone that knows me back home and I'll see you all, you all soon. God bless. God bless. Mind Thanks yourself. Thanks a million, Patricia. Bye-bye. Great bye. talking to you. And great talking okay, to you. Bye. What a gorgeous gentleman that is. Uh, Kevin Quaid from uh, Canturk, who's just such a fantastic, positive man, bearing in mind what he's living with, the fact that he's got Parkinson's disease and then to have been diagnosed with uh, Lewy body dementia. And he's just such a fantastic advocate, I think, for anyone with dementia. He is uh, terrific and uh, he's wonderful. He's, of course, behind every good man. There's a good woman. He's got a, a wonderful a wife in Helena and we wish them safe travels when they do manage to get on a plane and get back from Australia. 1850 John Paul and Sadie taking your calls today. You can text her WhatsApp 0862 103 103 and I've just been told that Dano Centre 
and Supervalue in Mallow are now selling leap cards for buses because just to make people aware the buses are no longer accepting cash so if you want to travel on a, a bus air and bus you need to have a leap card with you if you're in the North Cork area Danos Centra and Supervalue are selling the leap cards and there are water outages in Bandon I'm told there are work scheduled for new connections that are, may cause outages to McSweeney Quay Bridge Street Market Street and Weir Street in Bandon and they're scheduled to take place or they're ongoing today and uh, they were or they're going to run overnight actually sorry they're going to take place from 8 o'clock tonight until 7 o'clock tomorrow morning so they're doing it as overnight okay so McSweeney Key Bridge Street Market Street Weir Street in Bandon you can expect water outages overnight tonight Connect with C103 on Twitter Find all the latest news and sport and stay in touch with what's happening across Cork Search for our Twitter handle at C103 Cork Record today on C103. Text or WhatsApp Patricia with your comment. 086-2103-103. As we know, Pieta House have been forced to cancel their main fundraiser of the year, Darkness Into Light. So we're only too happy to promote any new fundraiser for what is a wonderful charity. Ty Kiki, well-known comedian and member of the CC Cahoots group, joins me with his fundraising idea for Pieta House. Good morning to you, Ty. Hi Patricia, thanks for having me on. You are, you're very welcome. Now your aim is to raise €10,000 for Pieta House and if you manage to raise that amount of money, tell us all what you you plan to do. (laughs) Okay, so so I'm a big um, Celtic fan. Anybody who would follow my pages, I'd say, would be sick of me banging on about uh, any kind of Celtic-related Irish Republican uh, causes. Um, So what I propose to do, I just wanted to do something that I thought people... maybe both like me and don't like me would like to see at the same time they might like to see me in pain the most painful thing I could think of doing was to get my hands on a Rangers jersey a Rangers FC jersey so there's a friend of mine in Dublin he collects old jerseys so he got he got the jersey for me and he sent it down to me in a kind of a hate mail the, the address <laughs> So I'm going to pop that on. I'm going to go out into my back garden and my buddy, uh, Dominic, who, who people might know from the Young Offenders, is going to, um, he plays Sergeant Healy in the Young Offenders, is going to um, video me uh, singing God Save the Queen um, out the top of my voice, put it on, put it online and uh, I, I won't take it down. If I get to 10, if I get to 10 grand. Dare I ask, do you know the words of the song? No, no, I don't. Okay, I certainly right. don't. No, okay. no. <laughs> and for uh, and for and for others who might not fully understand, Celtic and Rangers. There's no love lost between Celtic and Rangers fans. No, certainly not. Certainly not. Uh, it would probably be, be the biggest rivalry in in world football. I'd say. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, sure, Celtic would be the you know the Irish Catholic kind of team and stuff, and, and Rangers would be the the nemesis. And um, what I would say is because I I've done one or two interviews and there's a couple of kind of hardcore um, Republicans uh, getting a little bit upset. What I would say is if they follow any of my pages, they'll know that there'll be a bit of humour to the video and there'll be a bit of a twist on it. Um, so to stay tuned and um, yeah. don't get your watch, a twist. Watch this space, please. Exactly. And what, what, so outside of that, what kind of reaction are you getting? Oh, great. Like, like it's on Twitter last night, I think um, Mary Lou McDonald posted about it and the phone has just been bouncing since with people kind of saying fair play you're a brave man or people offering to donate money if I don't do it which is great oh. well, I'm totally t- <laughs> <laughs> I'll take those donations all day long you know um, so look it's just a harebrained like it's just a bit of fun really you know and I was just kind of thinking what could I possibly do if I'm locked in my house that could lend a hand because I was just trying to distract myself more than anything else and the fact that like I lost they'd say I don't know about three or four months of work where like obviously we're all in the same boat there and 
instead of descending into self-pity, I just thought, like, could I maybe just do something here? A friend of mine, Karen O'Connell, had an idea, actually, for, like, lock, the hashtag lockdown into light instead of darkness into light, which I thought was really clever. Yeah, yeah. To try and see, like, could people, you know, if they are locked up indoors, is there something they could do to raise money for P.A.T. House? Because, you know, I suppose the mental health side of all this crisis is going to really start kind of, you know, coming to the fore soon. So I just wanted to do my little bit, like, with, with some sort and, of hair. And have game. you always been a fan of P.A.T. House? Yeah, I suppose like I definitely would have you know, there's people in my life that have have been touched by mental health issues and stuff and I, I know the extraordinary work that they do. Um and it can be the place that people are sent, even if they you know, even if they are going through HSC services or whatever, like P eight House is still top of the list of where people are actually end up going and receive like exceptional counselling and guidance and stuff. So it definitely would be a topic close close to my heart or eight and yeah. I suppose I felt like I couldn't really do much about the the, the COVID-19 except just wash my hands and stay at home. But I felt I might be able to do something for the mental health crisis. That's well done, well done. Because I know I, I was I was devastated for Pieta House when I heard that they had to cancel because this is their big fundraiser and so many people yeah. get involved and are only too happy to get involved. And it struck me that more than ever, particularly if we're going into an even tougher lockdown, which is what expected later today, yeah. the... Pieta House is going to be needed like more than ever when people find themselves socially isolated. Absolutely. I, I know from them that their number is still active. I think obviously they're going to they're going to face difficulties with um, kind of face to face meetings. But I know their number is still active and their website is still still running. But you're absolutely right. Like, And that's the thing I suppose that, that kind of stopped me in my tracks when I was kind of thinking about, you know, myself, like, or it was kind of like the work I'd lost. I was kind of thinking, Jesus, this is a lot bigger than than a comic losing a few gigs like you know mm. so um, so yeah so anything anything people can do if they you know if they can like I think the page it's on I Donate it's called Ty Kiki's page the the name of the event is Celtic Fans Worst Nightmare <laughs> um, or they can follow me on, on Facebook at yeah, that, yeah if, you go into Ty, if you go into Ty Kiki on Facebook you, you can find you can find it that way um, yeah. uh, as well and how are you going money wise where are you at? It's over three thousand. Is it? Now. Well yeah, well yeah. So You're getting there. So You're getting it's there. Just been a, it's just been a week now. So between Facebook and the I donate link, it's it's actually over three thousand. So we've another we've another bit to go. But yeah, I'm I'm hopeful enough. And if I get kind of near it, I definitely will do the video on anyway. it. I won't I won't chicken out. Even though there will be a twist. Okay, okay. We will look forward to that. And while we have you on the line, uh, because so many of our listeners drew our attention to this, we have to have a quick chat uh, with your character, Donny DC. Now, Donny DC is a, a taxi driver. Can <laughs> Will you let Donny tell us a little bit about himself? Yeah, one second there, I'll just call him. Donny! <laughs> He's out in the car, I'd say, is he? Uh, is he out in the car? Hello! Donny! Yes. Hello, Patricia. Hi, Tony. Oh, my God, Patricia. My heart is pounding in my chest. Is it? It's an honour now to be on C103 and to speak to your beautiful self. Tell me a bit oh about your... Tell me about your... You're, you're obviously a Cork City taxi driver. Yeah, I'm a Cork City taxi driver, Patricia. I walk myself. Um, I suppose my angle, uh, Patricia, is to try and bring a little bit of kindness into the city. I try to, li- I try to give you a lift both physically and emotionally. You know what I mean? If yeah. you sit into my cab, I try to lift the spirits. And I suppose, Patricia, in this crisis at the moment, we need a bit of love, we need a bit of compassion, and we need to be there for one another. Yeah. Right or wrong? Absolutely. Absolutely. 
And do you find, Tony, that when someone sits into the cab with you, that you almost become like their friend and people want to share things that they mightn't want to share with anyone else? It's true. It is absolutely true, Patricia. I tell you one time, yeah, I picked up uh, Maria Bailey. Do you remember Maria Bailey? And uh, she was confiding in me, like, about what was going on with her last time, and she would have to fall off the swing. She would have oh. a, I say, look, we won't get into it, Patricia, but even somebody going through a very tough time like that and they're being admonished in the media, I have a kind word for them. And anyone I pick up at the moment, I go, what are we going to do when in a crisis, this, that and the other? What, what on earth is going to happen? What I always say to them, Patricia, is that in the time of crisis, okay, you will find out the bad times, but then when you get back into the good times, Patricia, you really know them then and you appreciate them. You do. Do you know what I'm saying? You do. You do. You know, because I was out of work for a while a few years ago, Patricia, I was getting no taxi walk at all. It was at home. I was watching Sally Jesse last while. And then next thing I got my cab back, I was driving around and I was like in the mirrors in y'all, Patricia. I was just a joyful boy again inside me heart and my soul. I couldn't believe how lucky I was to have a job at all. So and what about cycling. what about keeping your cab, uh, your taxi scrupulously clean? You know, with the virus and all that. Which are you? Are you fearful of that? Or are you? I at the moment, no, Patricia. I will be honest with you. I am driving around in a spacesuit. Okay. Yeah. I am in a spacesuit, and I have top to bottom of the car in hand sanitizer. Okay. Like, if you get into my car now, Patricia, like, you'll be doing well not to pass out with the fumes. Okay. Okay. Well, I am in the spacesuit, but I have a little, I can speak through a little gap in the spacesuit. We can still have a bit of a chat. I'm protecting me and I'm protecting you. So, if you see Donnie DC alone and you need a cab, you're perfectly safe. You get into my car, you don't even need to wipe your hands because there's hand sanitizer all over the car okay. and I'm in my spacesuit. I don't know if it's legal to be driving in a spacesuit, Tony, but you need to suppose, keep yourself uh, safe. What advice do you have for couples struggling through the self-isolation? Like We're hearing from some couples who've never spent that amount of time together. Okay. What I have for those couples is upstairs, downstairs, if you know what I mean, Patricia. Okay. There's times where you're going to be all lovey-dovey and you're spending time with each other, that's clear. If you're looking at each other and you're kind of thinking, Jesus, why did I marry him? Jesus, why did I text her back? Then what you do is, right, that's it. Love, you go upstairs, I go downstairs for the rest of the evening. Take your time away from each other. You're in fo- lovely be are in good houses unless no you're in a cottage. And I would like to say, if you are in a cottage, I'm sorry, my advice is largely useless. But if maybe <laughs> one goes out, into the, into the garden and one stays in the house. That might do for you as well. Yeah. But what I say, Patricia, is if you love that person and you're locked away with them at the moment, that is an opportunity for that love to grow. Do you think there'll be a bit of a baby boom at the end of it? There's going to be a huge baby boom. Is I it? tell it, Patricia, when this is all done and dusted, I am going to be up and down to the maternity hospital in the COH like a blue-ass fly. <laughs> Guaranteed. Guaranteed, Patricia. And we, and we look forward to that in nine months for sure. Listen, um, Donny, it's a pleasure to have spoken with you and no doubt we'll speak again. Keep up the videos. We really enjoy them online. Uh, you can find them on Ty Kiki's page. Are you going to get your own page or are you just going to keep posting on Ty's page? I'll eventually take over, Patricia. I think I'll probably eventually take over, but I just want to say a very genuine thank you to you JP and a chap called Sean Murphy who really tried to make this happen. You've made Donny DC's day. You're as kind. You're as kind. You look after yourself.
Bye. Thanks a million. Bye bye, Joni uh, DC. And before that, the, the wonderful Tyke uh, Hickey. And please support uh, Tyke uh, with the great work that he's doing to raise money for Pieta House. A lot of texts, a lot of emails coming into the programme. Uh, we're going to get to all of those in the next hour. Also, I'm going to be speaking with somebody who's trying to start a campaign that I know they're doing in other countries. And the idea is that everyone goes out at the same time every evening and you clap. It's a minute, uh, a round of applause for one minute and it's just to show our thanks and appreciation to all of the healthcare staff on the front line and I know that they've certainly been doing this in... Italy and I think they've been doing it in Spain as well and there's kind of a campaign now uh, to start it here in Cork so we'll hear a little bit more about that after news at at 12 o'clock and Joe Heffernan it's Tuesday Joe will join us as well and he's going to be talking about stress and people are feeling very stressed with everything that's going on with COVID-19 so he'll come with words of wisdom uh, today our lines remain open John Paul and Sadie take the calls at 1850 you can text or WhatsApp 0862 Get weekly news, event updates and community information from across Cork with our regional reports on c103.ie. From Bantry to Butterfant to Hallow to Dunmanway and every area in between, we've got it covered. To listen, go to c103.ie and click regional reports or download the C103 app and click podcasts. Regional reports only on C103. You're listening to Cork Today on Replay. Phone and text lines are currently closed. The latest to add to the list of closures, Curry's PC World and the Carphone Warehouse. They're closing their stores temporarily due to COVID-19. So that's Curry's PC World and uh, Carphone Warehouse are the latest. And we've also had an answer back from Direct Route for the tolls. This was one of the issues we started the programme with this morning when we were contacted by Martin in Dunmanway who needed to go to Kildare yesterday. He was driving an eight-seater and when he went through the toll at Fomoy he was charged 190 and then when he went to the next toll he was charged 340. On the way back, he got charged 340 at both of the tolls and he was wondering what was wrong, how come it was 190 on the way up and how come it was 340 on the way down. It turns out, our Martin in Dunmanway, you were undercharged on the way up because direct route have come back and says, as per the bylaws, a bus is defined as blah, 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 anything that carries eight or more. So you are, well, it was an eight-seater, they define that as a bus for the purpose of toll charges. Uh, so you should have been charged €3.40 is the correct tariff and you should have been charged €3.40 on the way up. They say the customer was undercharged the first time they came through, possibly as a result of an operator mistake or an automatic lane giving the incorrect class. And so you were undercharged. So you got away with it. So sorry, we thought we'd have some refund for you, but we certainly don't. OK, I want to go to the phone lines where Damien Maloney, who is chair of the uh, Irish Hospice, uh, joins me on the line. Uh, good morning to you, Damien. Afternoon, Pat. How are you? I'm very well and you're welcome to the programme. Now, this is something that I've seen kind of start slowly on social media sites, but we're hoping it'll gain momentum. Tell people what you, what you want, would like people to do. Uh, okay, Pat, so it's, it's Bantry Hospice Project I'm the chair of before we start. Sorry, uh, my apologies. <laughs> I'm not that important. <laughs> uh, so basically what we're trying to do is, I suppose, inject a little bit of positivity 
at the moment it's a lot of doom and gloom a lot of false news on social media and stuff like that so we're trying to inject a little bit of positivity at the moment and show a little bit of appreciation for our frontline staff and all the staff that are working um so over the weekend i was just looking online and i spotted a, a poster uh, that indicated that maybe people should start a round of applause um to show their support and it's to show the support for the people and businesses in Pongasine West Cork that have been so generous to us in the Ventry Hospice Project over the past 12 or 13 years, I suppose now. We've had over 1.1 million euros donated to us at this stage, wow. um, which is which is fantastic, obviously. We're very, very grateful for that. So instead of, I suppose, instead of putting up an event that we're looking for money or looking for support or looking for donations, I thought this might be an idea where we could show our support to the businesses that are closed and to the, all the people on the front line, the doctors, the nurses, nursing assistants, all hospital staff, really, ambulance crews, um, and I suppose mental health professionals, nursing home staff, all the emergency services, and of course then support also the local businesses in West Cork that have to close down due to this time, and all the businesses that are remaining open, shops, supermarkets, you know, staff at the counters, checkouts, the people that are stacking the shelves, their suppliers, the supply chain, the delivery crews, all of those people. So it's a very, very simple idea, Patricia. And that is tomorrow evening at, at 7 o'clock. Um, we're suggesting that people, obviously being cognizant of uh, social distancing, okay. stay, in, stay in their homes, uh, open a window or open their front door and simply start clapping their hands for a minute. You know, it's a very, very simple um, thing. That's lovely. That's a really lovely idea. You can, and as you say, all you have to do is open your front door, just stand at your front door. Hopefully the neighbours will be out as well, so you'll, yeah. you'll hear the neighbours. Yeah. I know, I think it was in Italy they did it on the balconies, didn't they? They had people out on balconies. So, yeah, I suppose the, the idea in Spain and Italy, a lot was of people the, balconies. Yeah. And they're living in closer proximity to each other, I suppose, than we are, and a lot of us are. I, yeah. You know, I'm, in, I'm in the middle of rural West Cork, there's no one going to hear me about it, but <laughs> I'm, I'm certainly going to do it, you know. Yeah. The dogs will probably be looking at me funny. But like in in France, for example, I put this up on the Bantry Hospice uh, Project Facebook page yesterday. It's got over seven thousand uh, interactions since. Wow! Like a, a friend of mine in Paris sent me a message Aoife, that a girl I went to school with was living in Paris. She said, "In Paris, at eight o'clock every night for every night for the past week, people have gone to their front doors, gone out on their balconies, opened the windows, and they've just made noise for a minute. So they're banging yeah. pots and pans, they're just clapping, they're, they're they're cheering, and that again is to show support to the frontline staff and to all the businesses that are suffering." I mean, we've been very, very lucky, Patricia Bantry Hospice Project. The, the businesses of West Cork have been so, so generous to us, not only with with with, with money, but also with their time and, and with their services and with their products. You know, and I think at a time like this, when 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 they've closed out, the show is on the other foot. Now it's time for us to support them as best we can. You know, and at the moment we we can't. We cannot and we shouldn't um, leave houses unnecessarily. So it's it's hard to show your appreciation to businesses. And I think this is a very simple idea that that you know if we if it if it's successful tomorrow night, to, you know we might do it again next Wednesday night, yeah. for example. Yeah, why not? And you know it, it shows as well that we're all connected. We're all in this together. It's it's an appreciation, as you say, for all the frontline staff and for all the businesses, both going and and the ones who are temporarily not working. Um, but it's just it's it, it's it's a show of support. And just by the way, I know some businesses, the ones that have been forced to close their doors, some of them are going down the online route. And a lot of people yes. I know are shopping online. If you are shopping online, try and make sure that you, if, if at all possible, support a local business or support an Irish business because I mean, there's a huge big world out there for online shopping. Absolutely. But we, we yes. can do our bit. Listen, lovely, Absolutely. lovely idea, Dennis. Seven o'clock. Seven o'clock tomorrow night. Tomorrow night. Yeah. Okay, yeah. all out for clapping for one minute. Uh, good luck with it. 
Thanks, Dennis. Thanks, Thanks uh, Thank for you. joining us by from the Bantry uh, Hospice Group. And actually, the Pope has asked everybody to say a prayer at 12 noon tomorrow. Just wants the whole world just to reflect, no matter what religion you are or no religion, just for, for a moment at 12 o'clock, just say if you're in a group maybe say it together if you're on your own just a silent prayer and the Pope has asked for that in the hope of trying to find a cure or trying to get to some kind of an ending uh, for COVID-19 bearing in mind where the Pope is in Rome and in Italy they are a country absolutely devastated at the uh, moment thanks to uh, Damien Maloney their chair of the Bantry Hospice uh, Group Okay, let me go to some of your um commentary coming in to us. Oh, I want to do this because there's been a number of people on about this. McCroom, Bank of Ireland in McCroom. People are saying, Patricia, Bank of Ireland in McCroom uh, is certainly open for business today. John said, I've just, just passed there and it's open. Actually, somebody else was making the point that if the McCroom if the McCroom Bank of Ireland closed, it would mean that there would be no branch our cash desk services from Wilton to Killarney and we can now confirm that it uh, is not true. McCroom is remaining open and Bank of Ireland have kindly given us an update of the local branches that they are temporarily closing and the ones that are remaining open. The ones now that are temporarily closing in the county much less than what we thought yesterday. Cove, Dunmanway, Canturk, Kinsale, Mill Street and Mitchellstown they're temporarily closing. The ones that were remaining open in the county, Bandon, Bantry, Charleville, Clonakilty, Fermoy, McCroom, Mallow, Skibbereen and Yall, they are remaining open. In the city, temporarily closing, Cork Airport, Cork CIT, Douglas Glanmire, Patrick Street and UCC. Cork City, remaining open, Bank of Ireland. 32 South Mall, Ballancolic, Blackpool, Carrigaline, Little Island, Middleton and uh, Wilton. And I don't know why they have Middleton in the Cork City one, but they have. Anyway, I'm glad to clarify that and our apologies. It was misinformation that we were given yesterday, but it's always good to get the correct information and get it out to you as quickly as possible. Some of your emails in. Hi, Patricia. I am a frequent user of the walk in Coleman's Field on College Road in Fromoy. Wonderful facility. I run and I walk there. After a run, I do an additional lap on a scooter and I pick up whatever litter I find. In recent days, I've noticed that people are wearing disposable gloves and carrying packages of tissues. Very wise and laudable with the current virus underway. However, this evening, almost all of the litter I picked up was disposable gloves and used tissues discarded near the Cork Road and the College Road exits. As this is a health risk to me and to my family, it means that I can no longer do the litter pick. If you or your listeners have any suggestions that might help to curb this behaviour, I would love to hear from them. And that is from Tomas. That is shocking. Please, people, if you're out and you're bringing your tissues and we're telling people to bring their tissues and we're telling people to wear disposable gloves, would you just bring them home with you, please? It really is uh, shocking, shocking uh, stuff. And I know I had another. Here it is. This is this. Can I just stay on the littering for for a second? This is from one of our new listeners. I take it, Miriam, because she's new to the area. It says, "Hi, Patricia. Uh, we know that our attention is focused on 
COVID-19 at the moment and rightly so. However, can I draw attention as a diversion, please, that might catch the interest of some of your listeners. Having recently returned home after a number of years of working abroad, we have been travelling around Cork County, catching up with family and friends and on every road from Cork to Charleville, Clonakilty, Kinsale, via the airport and halfway, the Old Head, Yall, we have been shocked by the amount of litter, black rubbish bags and white litter bags full of litter, littering all the roads we're travelling on. Even yesterday we saw a mattress on the main West Cork Road before the halfway on the Cork side. Our query is do the council not regularly clean these roads? Most of the rubbish has been in situ since November when we first returned home. To eliminate some of this, does anyone who has a house near the roadside ever check and remove it, hygienically of course, we do where we live in Bishopstown and in most of Cork in the suburbs. A lot of the plastics observe fall off lorries. We know that. But when you see bottles, tins, sweet paper, crisp paper and now discarded tissues, we know that these are the actions of ignorant people who obviously couldn't care less about our environment or our countryside. Perhaps now that the traffic has got lighter on the roads, we can take shorter walks and carry a rubbish bag with us and, of course, proper protective gloves and start making some inroads into clearing up our disgusting roadsides and shame the council into taking positive, regular actions. Do the county councillors who travel these roads ever notice all the rubbish? Thanking you and regards for a great morning. Sure, that's from Miriam. Thank you for that, uh, Miriam. And yes, we've often spoken to councillors who do see the amount of uh, rubbish and we have wonderful tidy towns groups who get out and do their bit and they try to clear up the roads but then it's ignorant is the right word to use. We've ignorant people who just don't care and they just continue to throw the rubbish out of the car windows. It, it is truly, truly uh, shocking uh, for sure. 1850 And just also to clarify for a number of people who are also contacting us because of course we are waiting to hear the news of what's going to happen this afternoon and if there's going to be a further lockdown and how much of a lockdown are we going to get and what's it, are we all going to be locked indoors and what's it going to be like and there are a number of people like here's one saying hi uh, you're doing a wonderful job thank you for that um if there is a lockdown, I live in the countryside, can I still go out for my walks thanking you, take care? And somebody else is making the same point that they go out, they take a dog out for a walk, you know, every day, doing a little bit of exercise they get, living on their own, but they go out with the dog and terrified if we get a lockdown, would you not be able to go out for a walk like that? Well, if we go down the route of a lockdown like they have in England, it was one of the things that Boris Johnson uh, mentioned, you're allowed out for one walk or a jog or whatever form of exercise you do uh, a day. So if, um, and we have no indication at this stage that our lockdown is going to be even anything as severe as they've introduced in England or anything that's introduced in Spain or in Italy. I know in both Spain and Italy certainly people are allowed out every day with their dogs and people are allowed out for I I don't suppose you will be allowed out to have a um, t- to run a marathon for example but certainly if you're going out for a half an hour walk or a half an hour jog uh, certainly even if we get a lockdown a severe lockdown that in, in no way would we have something like that that you wouldn't be left outside your door at all so don't be worrying about that you certainly will be able to uh, get out 1850 John Paul and Sadie taking your calls and you can text her WhatsApp 086 103 103 The C103 Cork Diary With Cork County Council 
supporting businesses, supporting communities, serving Cork. Visit corkcoco.ie. Further on the cancellation list, Mallow Field Clubs, AGM and talk about lighthouses. Those due to take place this evening. That's been cancelled. Ballinhasset Community Development Association, they were due to have a fundraising Cayley on Friday night. That's off. Ballincollig Vintage Club Sports scheduled for Sunday has been postponed until further notice. And uh, next Monday night, there was to be a fundraising event for Ger Spillane due to be held in Kilbehany. That's been cancelled. And Carrigaline Macra have cancelled their dinner dance due to be held in April. Vincent's shop in Mallow is closed until further notice. And I think that's the same for all of the Vincent's shops. And the Cork Volunteer Centre, they've cancelled all their outreach activities, pop-up volunteer centres until March 29th. Volunteers can still register and search for roles on their website, volunteercork.ie, who are playing a huge, huge role at the moment. 1850-333-103. Just a quick few texts that I just want to get to. John was on saying, Patricia, with shaving lotion at work to sanitise your hands. Can I just, um, because people are start, starting to say, oh, I can't get hand sanitizers," And if you go into a chemist shop, there's signs up saying, you know, we don't have hand sanitizers," And people are starting to panic because they believe they need to have hand sanitizers in order to protect themselves from COVID-19. You don't need hand sanitizers If you wash your hands properly with either liquid soap or bars of soap and you follow the routine of the 20 seconds of hand washing, getting up a good larder with the soap, washing the backs of your hands, washing in between your fingers, making sure that you keep all your nails, your thumbs, really wash your hands well, then you have no need to use hand sanitizer. I think hand sanitizer only play a role if you are out and about you don't have access to wash your hands and some people then like to bring hand sanitizer with them. But if you're at home um, and you are being scrupulous about washing your hands, then John, you don't need hand sanitizer at all. And of course, keep your hands clean and the other one, do not at any stage let your hands touch your face and you'll be absolutely fine. But don't be panicking if you can't get hand sanitizer. But I don't know if shaving lotion would work as hand sanitizer. I don't think there wouldn't be the alcohol in it and it's the alcohol in the hand sanitizer is what you need. And Sheila says, Patricia, I got masks in the discount store in Bantry. They have them back in. Uh, they're, and by the way, she says, carbolic soap has gone up five euro a pack. But they have everything you need in discount stores, said Sheila. People should keep a lookout uh, for that. Somebody else says, I can't understand why parents with uh, children are in Tesco shopping in Mallow. We're told not to bring kids. And the majority of people are, are doing that and they're abiding by that. But can I just say before we give out and throw dirty looks at every parent that is out with a small child. Just bear in mind that there are some cases, now this will be a very small number of cases, but there are some cases where people have no other choice but to go out with a child. And I came across one of those cases myself on Saturday when I met a friend of mine who sadly lost his beautiful wife she died leaving him with a very young little child to raise on his own and he was out doing a bit of shopping and he actually said to me the dirty looks I'm getting he said but he can't leave the child with the elderly grandparents because he obviously is protecting the elderly grandparents and he said I've I have to bring him with me. I have no one else to leave him with. And it just it broke my heart to think that he felt under that kind of pressure that he was almost explaining to me. Like I fully understood while he was out. So just be careful when we're looking to criticise people 
for bringing children to stores. There may be some circumstances. There is also another circumstances that that I heard of, of a man who had to bring two young children with him to a supermarket. No one else again, to mind the children, doesn't live near any family that could take the children. And his wife is an ICU nurse working 12-hour shifts and he was trying to get the shopping done before she came home and he didn't want to have to wait for her to come in so she could look after the kids. He decided he was trying to do the bit of shopping but he felt under so much pressure with people throwing him dirty looks saying why was he out with the children. So just be aware of that. There will always be stupid people who just will ignore and just bring the children for the sake of the jolly and let's go out for a day out with the kids but they're just stupid ignorant people and we can never make allowances for them. But just before we say everyone is in the same boat, they're not. There can, there can be circumstances as to why they're in the shop with children. 1850-333-103. And one very final one, because this makes me smile. To anybody out there with an unneutered cat, will you please neuter your cats? Because this listener says, there's an unneutered male cat going around. He's chased my neutered cat. Please neuter your cats. Unneutered male cats can be very cruel to other cats. Now communities are coming up with all types of ways to keep in contact with each other while still being very much aware of social distancing or personal distancing as the World Health Organisation has suggested we use that phrase instead. Now a Dublin man has come up with what has got to be a first balcony bingo and Michael Larkin of Ringsend in Dublin joins me. Good afternoon to you Michael. Good afternoon. Now can you explain how balcony bingo works? Well basically um I was driving home from work, work in the community centre down here in Dublin, and I was uh, driving home from work and I just thought, uh, I have three kids on lockdown in my house at the moment, like a two-year-old, a 11-year-old, and a 14-year-old, and I'm trying to come up with all sorts of ideas of what to do. So I was on the way home from work, I work in the community centre, and we normally do bingo for the, for the old folks once a month, probably. The, the, one of the girls in the office will do the bingo for them. I've never done bingo at all in my, in my life, okay. um, basically. And I was on the way home and I just thought, well, I say to the kids, when you get up and do it, do it in a flat complex. We live in a flat complex, like the flats in a complex. Yeah. And I said to my kids when I went home, what do you think? I have an idea. I said, we're going to play bingo up on the pram sheds, which is pram sheds, which is in the middle of the flats. And I'm going to get the equipment out of the centre and we don't play it. We put books in each of the doors. You know, while they're all in the houses, just the three of us. We don't need any help from any of the neighbours or anything. And, uh, they said, yeah, let's go for a video for a bit of crack. And that's all it is. That's all it was. And at the end of the day, just a bit of laugh. Just an idea that I came up with. So what we done is, I went down and bought three of the white boiler suits, masks and gloves for the three of us. So just the three of us all stuck together. Okay. And we put the, uh, we have a Facebook page in our flat complex. We put up on the Facebook page what we're doing. It's just for our flat complex. So we put up on the uh, thing that we're going to have bingo just for the kids. And it's all free. I'm going to get sponsored by my, my job which they're going to sponsor us loads of Easter eggs and prizes for the kids. Uh, we're going to have a good game of bingo for the kids. But rule number one is everybody has to stay at their own door, keep their distance. And uh, like all the all the flats down here go about two or three metres per next door. Like, you know, it's a good distance from each other. So Perfect. Everybody, everybody has to keep their distance. That was the main thing we had to put on. The, the kids aren't allowed out, which they're all grounded. And anyway, they're all in isolation at the moment in this flat complex. And anyway, that's where they're on doing with all the parents. Well done. So basically what we're saying is we all stay together. Everyone stays with us to go through their own door. And I'm going to set up. So we set up all the, we've got a ladder, set up all the equipment on the, on the flat, on the branch shed. And I started the bingo. And the way it walked down basically is, I call out, everybody was, we saved the book in the letterbox. So they all have the books in front of them. And we played five games. And there was a line 
sign on the house like an armor bingo. And basically I'll call out the numbers. I have the, I had the bingo machine and a mic and the speakers. And I'd call out the numbers and uh, just go along and someone checked. It was a big roar, a big cheer. Everybody went to <laughs> someone checking. And the rule of the rule was then as well, if you check, you're on the balconies. Basically what you have to do is you have to get a peg, put the, uh, the book, the peg onto the book, throw her over the balcony. And we have a girl called Jodie, which is my niece. We call Jodie the runner. So she'd have to run down to uh, pick up the, the peg and the book run back down to me where I am and they'd have to call out the numbers and check the numbers. And if you check, your prize gets to Jody brings your prize back up and puts it at the stairs. You have to collect your own prize. <laughs> so basically, nobody's going to anybody. It's fantastic. It's just, and you had Easter eggs for the children and tell us what you had for the adults. Well, Easter eggs, that was the first one I've done. That's the, the one, the idea when it comes with that one and that was all Easter eggs that got sponsored. So what happened then was all the adults, when I finished that, before this went viral, when I was on, still on the mic and I said, uh, I might try and organise another one. And the adults all said to me, will you do one for us for Mother's Day on the Sunday? Yeah. And I said, I'll see if I can get sponsored because I don't want to go down the road because some people say, oh, we'll pay this, we'll pay that. I said, no, I don't want to get involved in money and stuff like that. Yeah. It's going to be free and I'm going to get a sponsor. So I went back to my boss the next day and I said, listen, we're after going viral all over the world, basically. This is crazy, like, you know what I mean? I'm not to mention yeah, the community centre a lot of times because on their, on their mic and the video, like, because that's who sponsored me, that's who I work for. And I said, will you sponsor me for uh, the Mother's Day when I have a big one, load of vouchers for local businesses and spot prizes? And she says, yeah, go ahead, wherever you need, which was fair play. So she gave me the go ahead. So I've got vouchers for the, the local businesses, cafe and the small shops. Brilliant. I'll keep them going because they're kind of still working. You and know, did, so but it, did you give toilet rolls away as I well? Got, yeah, what I got is I got the vouchers and I got a, a milk tray and I got a package of toilet rolls. <laughs> spot prizes. So I had them lined up on the on the, the uh, I had them lined up on the on the tram sheds and uh, I announced it to all the all the mothers pull up on Facebook that we're gonna have a big one on Sunday. You must stay at your door. No one's allowed away from the door. And, and they, they did. Stay with them and they're fair play. And they the did. Well done. Anyone, well, anyone sees the videos, you can actually see there's not one person around. There is a no. It's, it's fantastic. It's 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 and kudos to you, uh, Michael. Well, you know, well done for somebody. And and you've never called the bingo never. numbers before. <laughs> In the community centre where I work, there's, there's an old lady in there that normally does it once a month. They kind of have a little small thing they get yeah. for the old box and do it. And that's how I knew they had the equipment because I walked there. Yeah. And it says, come here. What do you do? Press that button. She says, and call out the numbers. You've that's lost that. your vocation. You're going to become a bingo caller after this. No, no. Well, like, listen, at well, the end of the day, it's just a bit correct. Well it's done. Well, and it wiles away, away an afternoon for the people as well because cause boredom yeah. is getting to everybody. Yeah, and the old folks, in fairness, they're coming out this at the door with a little book, a little pen, a little drink. Some of them had a little, little can and a little smoke and they sit there like and just playing the bingo. That's and nobody's business and it's very good. Really well. Well done. Well done. Continue good luck with it, Michael, and thanks for joining us. Bye bye. Bye bye. That is uh, Michael Larkin joining us from Ringsend in Dublin, the creator of Balcony Bingo. It's one of those things of a funny feeling it really is going to uh, take off. Some of your WhatsApps uh, coming in, Patricia. Oh, this is for people who don't have hand sanitizers. I make up a Milton solution solution and I rinse out uh, baby wipes, water, you know, wet the baby wipes with the Milton solution, dampen it down and keep it in a plastic bag you can bring that out with you if you don't have hand sanitizers and you always have something with you then because bleach is a great way uh, to sterilize your hand can i say regarding children being out with 
adults in supermarkets and people saying they shouldn't be there. My daughter is a single mother. She's no choice but to take her seven-year-old shopping with her. How else can they live they need to eat as well. A listener says from a friend in Germany, all the churches where he lives, they ring the church bells at 9pm every night and it is to call people to prayer. And hi Patricia, I've got a friend in Kenmare who tried to order some food from Supervalue, her Supervalue in Kenmare. She can't as they're booked up until next Monday or Tuesday. That's crazy, says Robbie in Bantry. See more and more people are using shopping online and it's a fantastic service but can I say it's one of the reasons why at the weekend when I was you know I was thinking about what I needed to do and where I needed to go and we had the discussion at home going wouldn't it be easier if I just did shopping online and it would keep me out of the supermarkets and it would keep me away from being around in busy supermarkets and my reason I said no yes it would be, life would be easier but I said no because I would be very aware of people who need shopping online who can't get out of their houses the people that are self-isolating the people that are the elderly people people who are immune compromised and they can't go out and they have to use shopping online so for that reason I do say to people who can go out go out you know and be you know do your social distancing which is really I have to say there's a, well, I thought there was a big change at the weekend compared to the previous weekend people are keeping away from each other and let's keep that up but leave the shopping online to the people who really need the shopping on online because you will get situations like that where they will be just booked and I know the supermarkets fair juice the supermarkets they're taking on extra uh, staff they're taking on extra drivers they're trying to do their best with d- delivering the groceries uh, etc uh, to as many people as they can but you will they will come up against that where, they, where you'll ring and they will be all the slots will be gone for the next number of days or even a full week. There's somebody saying, Patricia, I do have sympathy with parents, but there are plenty of places delivering groceries to your home um, and, and a good idea in this mayhem. It is, it is, until you ring and discover that the shop where you want to get your groceries from are booked out solid. Actually, somebody else says, isn't this a good time that shop assistants should get a decent wage? That's from John in Buttevant. I'm open to correction, but did I see at the weekend that Tesco paid all of their staff a bonus? Thought I saw that online, which I thought was terrific because they are completely working flat out. And please smile and be nice to everybody inside in the supermarkets who have never worked so hard as they're working at the moment. 1850 We're going to take a break and we're back chatting with Joe Heflin after these. Like you, my family have spoken about little else in recent days. They are all apprehensive. They've heard the stories from China and Italy of hospitals being overwhelmed and medical staff getting sick. Not all superheroes wear capes. Some wear scrubs and gowns. And all of our healthcare workers need us to do the right thing in the weeks ahead. Our community services and hospitals are being tooled up. Essential equipment is on the way. This is the calm before the storm. And when it comes, and it will come, Never will so many ask so much of so few. We'll do all that we can to support them. We live in challenging times. Look out for each other and stay safe. Be responsible. Follow COVID-19 guidelines and stay with us. We'll update you with the latest advice and measures from official sources. We're online, on your phone, smart speaker and radio. C103. This is the Court Today replay on C103. Joe Heffernan joins us. Good afternoon to you, Joe. Good afternoon, Patricia. And you are welcome uh, to the programme. Uh, COVID-19, it's it's absolutely everywhere. And today, that's what we want to focus on. Uh, the stress that's attached yeah. with... It's, it's, isn't it hard not to feel stress? Oh, absolutely. 
absolutely. Um, I mean, we're feeling, you know, that stress here. We're we're in the um, the at risk brigade. So yeah, and um, you know, we're using our bits and bobs of tricks to kind of um, uh, to help us cope with it. So I wrote out um, a page. Uh, called uh, COVID-19 and stress management. I'm hoping it'll go up on the C103 website, um, which will save us um, that uh, people might be looking for it. They might find that there's some little nugget on it that would be, you know, useful. And that's the whole idea. So I had kind of like four items on it, if you like. Okay. Um, the first one would be support. Um to, you know, the contacts between family and friends, uh, keeping in touch by phone, by text, by email. And, you know, um, you can always say uh, on a text or in a phone call, you know, that you're feeling a bit uh, apprehensive and etc. And uh, And that helps. And also, of course, you'll have your GP's number. And have the HSE numbers. I'm sure you've given them out time and time yep, again. Yep, 1850 yep. 1850 and email HSE live at HSE.ie. And, and if people have the internet, the HSE.ie, they have the, their COVID-19 pages are amazing. They're yep. the most up-to-date information. Yep, I've had a look at them. They're really um, good. And then follow instructions only from trusted sources. For example, your GP or the HSE, because you know, there's been apparently an awful lot of stuff on social media, which Dreadful. was complete bunkum. Dreadful stuff. Yeah. Just, and frightening the life out of people. Yeah, yeah. No need at all for it. Things are bad enough without that. Um, now, number two was do uh, a bit of, uh, as much as you can, exercise. Obviously, walking is good, keeping a safe distance. Uh, uh, two, three metres. If you are doing a bit of walking, that will help you with eating healthily and to keep a routine, re-meals and sleep. Uh, it's a golden opportunity. Um, I get laughed at here because beside the bed there's usually a stack of books. They're still there. Um, only it's grown to two stacks. And, um, you know, catching up on reading. Books that you had kind of planned to read when you got time. Well, now, maybe... Now is the, the time. Huh? Now is the time to catch one up on those. Yeah, you don't have to be... I mean, I, I certainly end up one day every weekend going, I'm not going to go near social media because you can just yeah. get completely bogged down with it uh, and have a social media free day. And by doing that, try and have a, a COVID-19 free day at the same time. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, to read a book. And, and I'm sorry, I've got books at home that I've meant to read. Yeah. And, and, and also, it's better than being stuck in front of a TV all day. Because if, stu- if you're stuck in front of a TV, you would, I certainly have a tendency to flick to the news channel. Channels, yeah, and that's where you, you won't you, hear anything you, but you can't get away from it these times yeah you can't yeah. get away from it so, so, so read maybe, a good book maybe to enjoy a couple of light TV programmes bit of comedy um, golden opportunity to listen to a bit of music you know the lady a brilliant pianist who accompanied the many of the songs on the Simon CD well didn't we get our song, The Swallow, up on YouTube? Great. So, if you go into YouTube and you look up um, Joe Heffern and Mara McAuliffe and The Swallow, there you are. It'll make your day. <laughs> <laughs> 
Anyway, um, a bit of meditation, a bit of mindfulness. I'm a great believer in breathing exercises. Now, as well as those kind of um, uh, uh, things to do, there, it's a golden opportunity to tidy that room that you meant to tidy, to do a little couple of jobs in the garden. Yeah. Um, we, we're going to maybe cut a bit of grass today. Oh, we did that on Sunday. That's yeah, what we yeah. did. And we cleaned the, you know, that awful job of power washing the patio, which hadn't yeah. been done last year. So it was a two year go. job had to be done. Yeah. And, we, you know, we all felt great. We all spent the day out and it was a beautiful day. We were out in the fresh air. We weren't near anybody else. So social distancing wasn't an issue. We yeah. got our fresh air. We certainly got our exercise at the same time. And the other thing I'm suggesting, and I'm wondering, I'd have to speak to somebody in, in hardware shops that are still open. I'm assuming people are going to start taking to doing a bit of decorating around the house, a little bit of painting Absolutely. that needs to be done. Those jobs, those jobs that need to be done around the yeah. house. Get yeah. them done. Get them done. Yeah. And a great thing is to keep an old sense of humour. Um, I've got so many of the WhatsApp, um, uh, to whatever, uh, videos and things. And, you know, some of them were laugh out loud. And very funny. it was a great old break from all the, you know, the, the, the dire stuff that we're hearing. Yeah. And then, um, as I have on the page as well, do not constantly access and think about COVID-19 updates. Stay away from it for a while. Yeah, Mary says, I normally go twice uh, a week for a walk into the countryside. I still do. I'm now doing it daily. I keep in contact with friends via social media, etc. Today is my job for decluttering at home, says Mary. Well done. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Well, uh, the the third item that I have on the page is engage with positive thinking. You know, things like this too shall pass. And things like what saw me through tough times before won't desert me now. That resilience is still there. For those who are of a spiritual nature, um, religious nature, trust your beliefs. And then maybe look up resilience online, especially that American Psychological Association. They have like uh, 10 um, hints or advices on resilience. And the last thing then is, if you're finding it all too stressful, many psychotherapists are offering telephone appointments. I'm doing most of my work now that way. Um, uh, Online. Instead of face-to-face. Or over the phone. Or over the phone, yeah. Yeah, Great. yeah for sure. Yeah. And um, uh, so, and again, if you look up to www.iacp.ie, you'll find um, therapists there. And uh, I'd say 99.9% are now doing their work online and uh, Over through, the phone. Uh, on the phone yeah. and all that. Yeah. And, and it's just, it's keeping in, I mean, I think we're all aware of people who are self-isolating to protect themselves and that's absolutely the right thing to do. Yeah. It's keeping contact with them. We have so many ways now that we can communicate with people. You know, we've got yeah. FaceTime and the Skypes and all of that. Yeah. Phoning, texting, emailing. Yeah. I've heard of people have gone back back to writing letters and sending cards to each other yeah. which is which is a fabulous thing because I'm, I'm post I'm sure are issuing every household with two postcards yeah that and you can send two, free to people well two younger and it wouldn't be helpful to know to be younger um, neighbours of ours have, have told us anything we need just make a phone call they'll drop it at the door uh, on the newsletter at the weekend the GAA fair play to them um, a big list of names with their mobile numbers and just ring any one of those numbers 
and they will assist you by maybe bringing necessary shopping to your doorstep or that kind of thing. So there's an awful lot of goodwill out there, fair Yeah, and we're encouraging people to reach out because people are have so much time in their hands at the moment unfortunately yeah. for some and they just they're they're waiting to do jobs they want to help out yes. they yeah. want to volunteer so so please please use people and you're not using them but please uh, uh, avail of the volunteers yeah. they're fantastic yeah. okay alright we'll talk again next week stay safe yourself Mary and the same to yourself and, thanks, and all the listeners thanks yeah. for joining us bye bye that is uh, yeah. Joe Heffernan and uh, Joe is numbers 0297 if you need to uh, contact uh, Joe now before I go a quick few texts and Trisha, I made my own hand sanitizer. Used aloe vera, listerine, a shot of pochine and vodka thrown in. Beautiful smell off it. I think if you're just using pochine, you don't need to have the vodka because the pochine is the purer, purer alcohol. That's what we were told. If you can get your hands on pochine, the pochine is is certainly the better one uh, to use. So you can hang on to the vodka. And some of these islands, I don't know if this is coming from Bear Island or not, because I'm hoping we're going to hook up with Eileen on Bear Island tomorrow. But it says islands are a great place to isolate. Isolate. All here are observing social distancing, hand hygiene, etc. We've all agreed that only necessary travel to the mainland will be undertaken. Today, however, we've tourists with children have arrived on our island. Could they not respect us and simply stay away? We are a long way from a medical centre here. With the pandemic, we will find it even harder to get medical care. Please, please, please respect us now. I don't know, I don't know if that's Bear Island uh, or not. It, oh, hang on, if I go to the sheet, John Paul is pointing down to me. Um, it's Shirkin. Okay, it's Shirkin uh, Island. Okay, tourists with holiday homes are coming to the mainland and then getting the boats out to uh, Shirkin. Ah, that's, uh, yeah, and the islands have asked people because they know they don't have COVID-19 on the islands and many of the islands have an older population and they're trying to look after each other as well. So that's, that is a bit disappointing that people are... You can't stop people travelling, but it's disappointing that people are not respecting the wishes of the people that live on those uh, islands. And uh, we are going to talk with, we're fingers crossed, we're hoping to talk with, remember Eileen who joined us last week from Bear Island. She's self-isolating herself and she was just, just she was like a tonic. And, and we promised last week when we were just starting all of this and getting used to self-isolating and social distancing, we promised we'd have her back on again. So we're hoping to hook up with her tomorrow to see how her self-isolating, uh, how herself isolation is getting on. She's just such a positive person. Okay, that's where I've got to wrap it up for today. My thanks to uh, John Paul and to Sadie, both on the phones today. Thank you to everybody who contacted us. Our apologies if we didn't get to all your calls and your texts, literally too many of them coming in. Nick Richards is with you for the afternoon. We will be back with you tomorrow morning at 10 o'clock onto the line. Patricia Messenger, stay safe. Make C103 part of your drive home with up-to-date traffic information and local news, your input in selecting our feel-good song of the day, plus our feel-good story and as many of Cork's greatest hits that we can fit into three hours. Join me, Martina O'Donoghue, every weekday from 4 to 7 on C103.